Utkarsh Saraswat will be our guest today on the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. This is Lisa Tomi, your host. Don't go away. You don't want to miss this. Utkarsh Saraswat is a college student studying medicine and is a writer by passion. He is well known for his free-flowing, relatable poems and short stories. Utkarsh was born in a town near Muradabad, India on June 27, 2000. Having passed out of school with science, he is currently studying in college. His love for literature started in his school days when he was very fond of writing speeches, essays, and short stories. He was also fond of debates and songwriting, which he admits are hilariously embarrassing. This habit of songwriting later turned into his love for poetry, which he used to write as a vent to his emotions. In June 2017, after some inspiration from his family and with some help from his dad, Utkarsh announced his first book, Melody of Words, which was a compilation of some of his best poems at that time and topped at sixth in poetry on Amazon. One of the beautiful things about doing a podcast is that we can bring in people from all over the world. Our guest today is actually from India, and one of the uh, challenges with doing an international um, podcast is sometimes we have reception issues. Um, So you will notice some fluctuation in sound. Um, But that was because my guest was so kind to also do a recording, which I was then able to intersperse with my own. So uh, you will notice some difference, but rather than putting music behind the words, I wanted you to hear the poetry um, without that additional component. So um, just be prepared to enjoy the poetry of Ukash. Thank you. Well, welcome, Nikarsh. It's so wonderful to have you here today. Um, I understand that you are um, talking to me all the way from India, so I'm really excited um, to have the international flair to the the uh, Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. So, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. And yeah, I mean, I was actually a really nervous just moments before I connected because. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, it's been quite a while since I talked about poetry that much. Oh. Yeah. Well. But anyways, yeah, I'm really glad that I'm here. Oh, good. But, you know, I understand that you have a poetry book coming out at the end of January. I actually went to your Amazon page and um, Mm. saw that it's up for pre-sale. So I put that link in the show notes, as well as your bio in the show notes. Can you tell us a little bit about your book that's coming out? Yeah, so basically I put out my first book about three to four years ago. And now the plan initially was basically that once I'm going to uh, publish my first book, I'm going to continue writing. 
but like the things changed around me at that time i was living in a hostel but then i went on to do my college and things changed drastically like in my academics in my like career wise as well as personally and i wasn't really writing anymore so that it kind of became like i was like i'm going to publish a book in 6 months then it, that 6 months became an year two year three year and then i was finally like you know i really should get to write get back to writing and so yeah this book is very different from my first book actually if you have read it um this book is basically my experience throughout the last 3 years for the most part uh i went through a really bad mental health phase where i had like re- i i genuinely had points where i was thinking about really extreme actions and yeah i have always used poetry as kind of a vent to my emotions if that makes sense so that same thing happened here so i continued my poetry writing like it comes to me in a burst like when i feel really strongly about a particular emotion i usually get down to write it and so yeah i just got down to writing things that i was experiencing and at the end of that whole phase when i i am back like in a very good state of mind i found out all these poems that i have been writing during that time and it was like some 90 or 100 poems and i was like yeah these are good poems and i think i would i want people to read them not just because i have written them but also because i think some people might be going through a similar phase and it could really resonate with them while also like and i made a consider like i made a conscious decision to not just make the poems all negative like there's some sign of a hope or some some sort of positive note in every one of them so yeah basically the book uh, i'm sorry i went in a long tangent but basically the book is about mental health suicidal tendencies and a little bit about the social com- uh, side of it as well because i was watching all the news lately and things just didn't feel right and i started writing about that as well so i have incorporated a couple of those ones as well right well i i really believe that the power in your poetry goes into so many aspects of our life and it certainly can be a salvation when you're going through some things you know to to have a way to vent to get it out on paper mm. and you know what you shared with me you know um you know tells me that you know you were you were working to to get to that point and um I really really liked what I read of your poetry Now you also did uh, another book um before you had mentioned um and I understand it it really hit pretty high on Amazon. Can you tell us about that book? Yeah, so um actually that book wasn't ever supposed to happen in the first place because I start I used to write songs back in like high school like every teenager does <laughs> and it sort of happened that uh, i went through some things and i just didn't because i never learned any instrument seriously i just stopped thinking of tunes and but i still had so many words that i wanted to put out so that song writing transitioned into poetry 
and I wrote all these poems and I was just writing them for my own sake but then a couple of friends read that and there was actually this person I met on the internet who actually pushed me to make a page about it then I got enough support on that page and since I belong to a family of like people who used to write like my father is a writer my grandfather was very interested in literature as well so it as soon as my father got to know that I am writing as well, he was like, you know what, you should make a book out of this. And that's when like the book happened. He took care of everything around it, like the whole publishing aspect and everything else. And he took care of most of the marketing as well. And it because my friends were very excited for me to put that out. And they shared it a lot. And I don't know, like, it caught me by surprise how high it ranked at a certain point. Like, I hadn't expected anywhere close to that. Wow. That's, that's really great. Um, well, it'll be, be great to see those numbers again when this next book comes out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not particularly expecting anything big from it, but yeah, those numbers are always welcome. Yeah, no, it, it'll be it'd be interesting to be be one to watch on that. Well, yeah. will you, you share us uh, with us um, the poetry that you wrote that you um, shared with me? Okay, so this is the one that I wrote in my last book, and it's my favorite one from that, and it's quite befitting given New Year is around the corner. So the book is called uh, the poem is called. New Year, of course, very creative. Uh, so the poem goes, Another day, another year, to live my life without you here. To stop crying and move on, to, and learn how to live alone. All these times and nightmares shall pass away like a gone year. I'll be happy once more, just, the, just like the wrecked ship that finds the shore. Although life shall continue, nothing will be like it was before. The void you left shall fill with time. I wish betraying would have been a crime. You'll be the prisoner who broke my heart, and I hate that part. And I hate that life of which you were a part. Thanks for ignorance and all that pain. Thanks for making me insane. There's no more pain that I can bear. It's my brand new start, and it's a brand new year. You know, I I liked hearing you re recite it. Um, oh, I particularly thought the um, the. The fourth stanza, the void you left shall fill with time. I wish betraying would have been a crime. You'll be the prisoner who broke my heart, and I hate that life of which you were a part. I mean, right there, it, it I could see how that would be kind of therapeutic to get that out on paper, to get those uh, feelings out um, in the ink. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like I have heard my friends talk about this as well. And sometimes it's just good to get the toxic side of your brain out there because then mm -hmm. you are left with everything that's positive about it. Exactly. Because I think every time something negative happens to you in life, you are always focusing on the negative a lot more. But if that negative gets out of your system, you are just left with the positives and everything has had positives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there's another oh, yeah. side of things. Yeah, is the other side that yep. you get to. 
Now, I wanted to ask you about the book cover because I find that to be the most intriguing book cover for Screams of Silence. Um, yeah. What was the um, inspiration for that? So, basically, I hadn't thought of a name for the longest time. And it was just one of those moments where you are thinking about it and suddenly it strikes you and you really like the particular name. And it just felt befitting, like screams of silence, because in that particular state of mind, when a person is going through all of that phases, you want to scream out your agony, you want to cry for help. But because like, and that's all the internal stuff. Usually any person who is going through a really sad phase of his life or through a depression is usually very calm on the outside. So what people see is basically a basically very silent person, but inside it's just like a storm of really everything that's going on in his life. So that's where the title came from. And because of all the lockdown stuff that happened, in my mind it's right. Like, and like when you wear a mask, nobody really knows what you're like, what's going on. Like half of your expressions are kind of hidden. And Basically, all you see is that anything that you get out of a person is that person's eyes. Like some people have eyes that show a lot of emotion, but usually uh, many don't. So when you wear a mask, it's like almost as if representation of the person who is like very sad or depressed. Sometimes eyes betray your emotions. And so, yeah, it just came about like that. I thought, you know. A mask, a person wearing a mask seems befitting of the whole theme. And then the choice of like colors came naturally, like dark. The book was, the content was dark, so the book had to be dark. And yeah, I just wanted to keep as minimalistic. And I thought it represented, you know, what it's like to, to be depressed and to, you know, like you say, when people are depressed, they often are kind of are into themselves, kind of quiet, um, you know, and you can't always tell by their expression, but they're usually kind of calm looking, um, you know, unless they're they going into some type of distress, um, you're, you're not going to see it. And um, and so I think that actually the, the cover photo or artwork is really um, brilliant for um, this book. I had a lot of friends help me throughout the whole project itself, like nice. from giving me the feedbacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I basically, when I got this, I got the whole idea. Then I looked up like stock images and stuff. And mm-hmm. I have a friend who is a good photographer and I'm like, how can we recreate this picture that I'm thinking in my head? Mm-hmm. And yeah, from there on, we basically went, we start. Uh, clicked a couple of pictures, I picked which ones I liked, and this is what just happened, like, yeah. Yeah, this person that did that needs to, I hope that they are doing this um, for a regular gig, because excellent work, excellent work. (laughs) Yeah, he used to to be a uh, designer, like logo designer and stuff. Mm-hmm. He has moved on from it, which is a bit sad. I uh, usually told him to continue, but yeah, he's he's really talented. Yeah. Well, people that are listening, you need to take a look at the um, the show notes so you can see what we're talking about. 
um, because you'll see it on the graphic yeah. picture of the um, book cover and also go to the Amazon page because it's there and um, you can do a pre-order on that and I'm going to do a pre-order on that for sure. So, oh, thank you. Would you like to um, grace us with another one of your poems? Yeah, so this next one is from the book that is coming out and this is one of the very first poems that I had written. So the uh, poem is called Struggles and this is how it goes. Nobody really knows, but I'm going through a lot lately. Nobody really says it, but I know that they all hate me. I've been trying to run away from this place, from this life. And there have been times I didn't want to be alive. Put the knife to my wrist or a blade to my throat. I see people dying in the news. I just wish it was me that was shot. But this is not how I imagined my life to become. Surviving on my dad's money or being a lazy bum. I just hope a time will come when this craziness would end. Because I didn't wrote this to whine. I wrote this as a send to the God to let him know I'm ready to put the work in. I'm, I will get out of my misery, this pit hole that I'm stuck in. All these people trying to hold me down. I can see their shadows lurking, but I won't fall for your trap. I've made mistakes, but I've been learning. I've been burning. My thoughts are a fuel for your stressing. When I put my pen to this paper, I put out my soul for your witnessing. My wounds for you to see, out raw, no dressing. I wish my people well, and I wish for their blessing. Very nice. I like the it really turns it around, you know, and yep. to be to that point, you know, of, of just wanting to end your life and then turning it around like that. That's wonderful. So uh, there's a little bit of a backstory to that. So like I said earlier, this is the first poem that I wrote in the book. And this is also the last poem that I finished in the book. Like. You see the first part that is very negative and that was written at the very beginning of my whole phase. But while I was picking out the poems that I really liked that I've written, I found this and I was like, you know, this is too negative and I don't feel like this anymore. And people really need to know how much of a difference just looking at the positives can make. So then I started rewriting it. I did not touch the starting parts of it just to keep that integrity alive. But I edited out the final few portions to make it a lot more posit positive and just a lot more hopeful. Did you want to read any other poems today? This one was called Alone. And this is one of my favorite poems that I've ever written for some reason. <laughs> So this is how it goes. We kept walking silently in the dark so that no one saw. The nature took us in her arms. You kissed me on my jaw. Your fingers mingled in mine. Your eyes screaming for love. It was on that eternal night that we took a vow. Vow that I shall be the picture in your eyes and your name will be always on my lips. I shall occupy the space in your heart and you will never go beyond my tips. But the wow is violated, for I can feel touch of your skin. I'm sitting beside your memorial. Living without you feels like a sin. Is there a story behind that poem? I mean, 
there's nothing really like basically i have had this criticism of that i got from all of my friends for the longest time and it was like i am very i am a very negative person just naturally like the negative side of the poetry comes very naturally to me and with this poem i was forcing myself how can i write the most positive things i can and i tried that but by the end of it somehow the negativity just crept in yeah the, you you did what so many of us do with poetry though is is you you let us down this walkway and then at the end gave us something to think about and isn't yeah. that what poetry is when i was writing this poem my grandfather has just passed away and i was actually thinking about it in a, like in almost everything because i was really close to him and i don't know uh, for some reason when i was writing when i was fishing, finishing up on this i had that thought in my mind like you know us teenagers and i was a teenager when i wrote this people think about like people throw around the word love really easily and i'm thinking like in my grandparents age for the people that have been together for like 50 plus years what's love to them like that is what love must be like people have always upheld the examples of romeo and juliet or here and ranja an indian version of that and yeah that is how the love has always been portrayed but i think the positive side of the a love story is what our grandparents were like the perfect love stories you get together you are together with that person for 50 plus years knowing each other so well and how it must like how it must feel when you lose this as a other person it might be because of like old age or some diseases or something and that must feel really bad you know it it's to keep a, a marriage uh, or relationship of that nature together for so long you know this it's all kinds of factors there are all kinds of factors go into that and you know and yeah. you do develop you develop a love that goes so much deeper than what you you know read about in a fairy tale or you know uh tragedy or something like that you know the real the real stuff you know yeah yeah exactly the work they have to do the work to keep it going i mean it's it's like a whole different level of connection mm-hmm. like you just have to know each other so well and you have already gone through so much of issues you probably have worked everything in your particular relationship to to reach that level right well i want to thank you so much for being with us today and i wish you a wonderful rest thank of you. i guess your night because uh, it's in the night for you um so yeah uh, rest well and um thank you and thanks a lot for having me thanks for letting me talk about my own poetry which i don't do that often like yeah i mean i feel a lot better right now than i did when i started this and oh, yeah good. you have been an amazing host well thank you well it's been a pleasure to have you on here um uh, don't be a stranger keep me posted on how things are going
and I would definitely. Oh yeah, hundred percent. My, uh, I have a blog, and I'll definitely post on my blog the podcast, so it will get shared. You well, you have a wonderful rest of your night, and it's great talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. Would you like to be on our show? To send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com and put podcasts in the subject line, and I'll get back with you soon. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.